Sammy, how's it been, man? Hey, <laughs> another intro. We just do intros. You imagine we did that? Like fake radio host voice? Hey, Voices. boys and girls. Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, we don't need it. We just talked, but it was cool. It was deep, actually. I mean, you know, the intros are all sounding the same, to be honest. But, like, <laughs> we talked about uh, ayahuasca and meditation and a lot. And we just had some new insights about how breath works and and the benefits. And That's it. You know, a lot of it is... is uh, new ways of saying old ideas, and I think I need that personally. I just, mm. uh, I just get uh, different angles, and it's like this was fun because it's just me and you talking. You yeah. know, it's less uh, cacophonous. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for better or worse, this is the old school. Yeah, this is how it all started, bro. But it's it's enjoyable for me because we get to sit and really play with ideas. Yeah. You know, when we're interviewing someone There's and we're getting better at it, you know, but like it's more focused on something. And in another way, it's, it's less focused because there's three of us. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I wouldn't yeah. even call it contained because the, conce- the concepts we do have with our guests are very abstract. No, we were joking before. We don't yeah. get prepared. <laughs> it's not contained at all. <laughs> but just, but I know what you mean. There, there is more of a direction where the train is going. Whereas when it's you and me, it just can, it can go off rails very quickly. And it's fun. In a good way. We're like in a, a great way. grabbing we're vines. We're, we're literally the, I, the definition of curious chimps. Yeah. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> Why did that make you laugh? I don't know. The way <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. No reaction. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. We should be going too in-depth about what we just spoke about because we're just talking about us talking about things. So just Holy listen. Holy shit, he's right. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking masturbatory. <laughs> just it's us doing this. Enjoy. Just, have just fun. Just like, subscribe. This is all about just liking and subscribing us. And That's true. Do that stuff. <laughs> we need that. It's our lifeblood. It's necessary. Do it. Do it now. Actually do it. Thank you. We're do analyzing it. our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about talking about yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking loop. It's a fun one, guys. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Mwah. Bye. What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. I have nothing prepared at all. This is going to be the worst podcast we've ever done. Have we ever prepared? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should start. I don't think we've ever prepared for an episode. I like long form, but like when it's just me and you, like what the fuck is the audience going to get out of it? It's like you know us at this point. (laughs) You get it. Some like us. I mean, our homeboy. Yeah, we wanted to shout out to our homeboy. Caleb. Caleb. Caleb is the nicest fucking comments yeah he's like you guys are so underrated you should people more people should know i'm like bro <laughs> thanks i don't agree but also yes i totally agree i don't know what's wrong with you i just i know i think we can do better i think we can yeah. get prepared for for <laughs> for episodes and <laughs> actually learn things and maybe even teach things yeah you might be right actually well that's that's something in the in the in the talks that we spoke about in the works making more um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Adding value. Yeah, more valuable, specialized <laughs> content, <laughs> more individualized content, and look, I want to do the Putin thing. Yeah, I won't say more. 
but that's a whole other. That's nothing oh. related to Curious. No, but it's us. Yeah, it's just gonna be our dumb asses. Yeah, on a screen. Um, good idea. It's a great idea. Uh, I want. I like the book review idea for one reason only. I want to read more, <laughs> and I'm not gonna do it unless I have some kind of incentive. We should start the book review. Book review. But because yeah. I, I got a, I got Michael Pollan's book. I really want to read it. It's uh, I think it's How to Change Your Mind. It's called. It's like a bad title or like a really it good. Might title. not be that title. Actually. How to Change Your Mind. Actually, I have it in the other room. I don't know what it's called though. How to Change Your Mind. I uh, I don't remember, but it's based about psychedelics. It's in it's three easy steps. Yeah. One, take mushrooms. Hey, Two, no, we did step one. Take more. Yeah. <laughs> step one, baby. Uh, so uh, yeah, what's new, Sammy? I haven't spe- I haven't seen you in a while. I'm just fucking. I'm just waiting. That's my life. That's what my life has become. Just waiting. Just waiting for what? I don't know. That's the waiting part. Yeah. Mm. Just been listening to meditation guidances. Yeah, you've been all on that Sam Harris stuff. Dude, he's so legit. I don't care what anybody says about him. (laughs) I love the resistance you had when I first told you about him. Oh, because I've seen him in interviews, like in bits and pieces. I've seen, and I just, I I relegated him to a type of thinker, but he is so deep into meditation, and he really respectfully cuts the line off. You know, he's he's like a pure Buddhist. Mm. He's not religious. He doesn't really partake in any... I mean, like, he's a very spiritual guy, but in a very scientific way. And he's just kind of found a specific avenue and limit Mm. of consciousness and, like, through meditation. And he's like, fuck everything else. You want to talk about afterlives? You want to talk about this and that? He's like, I don't see any of that for whatever reason. I just see that consciousness doesn't really exist the way we think it does and I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, I've said this probably on the podcast before, but like a lot of what you could call like a, like a awakening or enlightenment or something, like even especially from like a Buddhist or yogic perspective, is just like you're you're a meat rock, like you're like you actually. This is what I've been experiencing this lately. This is why I'm bringing this up. But like you you go to the depths and the limits of your consciousness. You turn the spotlight on itself until you don't know what the fuck you're looking at anymore. And then you just realize there's this non-local just kind of like it's not there's nothing. I don't know how to explain it, but you're just like you're like, oh, I think I'm a guy. But like if I go like what is thinking of what is thinking of what is thinking of what Mm. is thinking until I'm just looking at fucking nothing. Mm. I'm just like, oh, like I just I'm just a thing that thinks it's a guy Mm. that can perceive the limits of its own perception until it it just is looking into like nothingness. And it's just like, oh, I'm not even I'm not even the thing that's looking. Yeah. I'm just lookingness. <laughs> I'm just I'm not experiencing. I am experience. You're all that space in between. It's really hard to explain. Yeah. But like space is a good word for it. Yeah. Because you're I'm actually because I'm talking about non consciousness or like non experience, but in some weird way I seem to be experiencing it. So I don't know I don't I don't but understand. All it's these full of all paradox. these things of thinking and seeing and looking and, and and silencing is all added on to this space which was allowing you to do all those things. And that space is you in like the the real you. Well, okay. In in that sense I feel like you're talking about mindfulness because he makes this distinction often as well. You know, it's like you need to learn to meditate and then you can be meditative in 
in life mm-hmm. but like uh, you kind of have to and you know like uh, anyone i think who's done vipassana once or twice like you're you're there you have the tool of mindfulness and i think that's the space you're talking about is where you can learn to just be equanimous and see what's arising mm-hmm. because a lot of it becomes a non-doing and it becomes like easier and easier and it's like it's creepy because uh, at first you feel like you're falling because you're the thing you're you're turning the thing that identifies on itself and its identity and it just kind of like uh, into nothing mm-hmm. and you're like you're like oh like the thing the thing that wants to be something for various reasons you suddenly feel like wobbly because you're like you're looking at the not the not thing that you are through the thing that you are and it's very it's like it feels like falling and then it's like i'm getting only starting to get this but there's like uh, a restfulness like like and if you continue the falling analogy like you hit ground Mm. and it's creepy because the ground there's like a stability there's like a point where you're just it's like effortless but you're not like there anymore you're not you like Mm. you're able to just kind of like be less lost in thought and identification and it's like i guess to like a really extreme point where i don't even know how to put it into words but like you just a lot of senses of who you are evaporate and then the things you hear the things you see Mm. your experience feels like who you are instead of the thing experiencing so it's like first it's like all the thoughts and stuff you cut through then you cut through the ego and then you just are experiencing and like that i mean now that i hear myself i'm like yeah we all know like everyone who talks about meditation like you get it but to to to, to go through it though is different yeah that's why i love the app is because sam harris or whoever the hell else is being interviewed or something they're constantly talking to you about what you're doing and why and like for someone like me and you i I think because we have a bit of meditation experience it's really like jet fuel it's really powerful. So how does the process work? Is it like 20 minutes a day kind of sessions? or you It's whatever you want. Oh a yeah. lot of it, I wasn't even meditating for a long time. You're just, uh, just listening to the um, the talks? Yeah. I, the theory was so uh, like illuminating and so it's enlightening. F- it's fascinating because for, for all of you who don't know what we're talking about, the Waking Up app by Sam Harris is like, if you can't afford it, because there's a fee to, to join... You can just send them an email or something, and they give it to you for free or something. That's what. Uh, I th- did I send you that that picture I took of their like? There's like a FAQ or some section like in the app itself, and it even more or less says like, "Hey, if you're having trouble paying for this, email us. We'll see what we can do." They they might give you a few months free. They might give you a discount. Like they're really wow. flexible, and just like if you're interested, if you're showing interest, they're gonna reward you for that. And that's so cool. That's so. Why do more business models? operate on that like if it can work with sam harris's app then it can clearly work in all avenues of life i think well maybe that's not all re- of them because that's what i realized with, Vipa- with vipassana where it's like it's a donation based sliding scale amount with no start and no finish so you can give a dollar you can give a hundred dollars you can give a thousand dollars depending where you're at in your life and I it think you get a dirty look if you give a dollar. <laughs> Imagine that. You, yeah, I think a dollar like, is better. I, you should just give nothing if you give a buck. I mean, give what you can is really powerful if someone really can't if, give much. If a dollar, if it came from yeah, the, that yeah, kind yeah. of mindset, it's like, look, I'm like, this is the last I'm dollar so I have. I had my to walk here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no food for tomorrow. This is just my last I had movie. to beg for money for the then bus. Yeah, but th- giving a dollar could also be like a huge slap in the face. 
I feel like yeah. the fact that I mean, there's there's the it's service. All intention, man. It's all intention. It is, but like I I really look. Maybe that's is my like Italian side or something, and I just <laughs> feel like guilty. But I feel like I have to at least kind of pay my way in yeah. terms of like food and and sl- and like a lodging. But I mean, it's invaluable. You're learning something that's like two thousand five hundred years ancient old. Ancient practice. Yeah, like it, it's it's uh, and like the, there's teachers present, and they're yeah. usually like. I want to use the word imported. I don't remember the word for humans, but like they're brought over from other countries. Mm. They have a kind of community or like a network. And a lot of times it's like some freaking, some guy from India or China or France yeah. or something. It's just people from all over the world. But my point is, is that it works. The regardless of that person who tips a dollar or doesn't tip, I, it, it does. The, the system is alive and thriving. I think those are different though. I think the reason why Sam can do, Sam Harris can do what he's doing is because, first of all, he has, like, books and other ways of making money. This thing is, like, static info. He can always add stuff so that there's a growing, Mm -hmm. like, source material. But there's already so much, and a lot of it is really, like, kind of dense and useful as is. So maybe it doesn't need to keep growing. And then now that it's there, it's there. Mm -hmm. Whoever does pay for it, is uh, this thing's going to pay for itself and then make profit at some point. I'm sure it already has. Yeah. But, um like there's i don't feel like there's so much too much maintenance i don't expect there's a lot of uh updates on well, something well there's a lot like of editing it. right it's i'm sure it's a process so i'm sure i can hear there's a lot of work and uh, and real writing that went into it mm. you know like sam Harris is great at just talking yeah. but you can tell when he's reading something and he's really good and natural but i mean like it's really it's yeah. prepared the information is so it's like an essay like he he walks you into thoughts wow. and you just can't help but be uh, epiphanized, <laughs> you know. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get on that app. So everyone, get on waking up, waking up, yeah. waking up. Yeah, waking up. It's great, man. And there is like I uh, a lot of uh, timers and things. I mean, I have an old phone, so maybe that's not true anymore. But a lot of the timers don't have the the function that I want. And the one, my one, my my stock like clock app, mm. it only has like the like the old school timer. So I can't change the ringtone. <laughs> so it just does like that. And you like you have a fucking panic attack. Like I don't want to <laughs> meditate and and then come out of it with that like you know yeah. equanimity and like it's a chance to practice, but yeah, it's genuinely it uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, like I just want to avoid it. So I I I like that the app has nice. this easy to like you just slide and you can put like one two three four five minutes and you can just kind of flick it until yeah. it's like uh it goes like and then it's like two hours I think is the max Sweet. and it just chimes like a so bell. If you do a two hour meditation, is there a guide for that whole two hour? Uh, I didn't do a lot of the guided meditations. I th- I don't know how long they are. I assume okay. there are a few that are like, yeah. you know, 30 minutes, an hour. There's I don't one know if there's just a two-hour like one. one. We're going on a two-hour journey, everyone. Put on your earphones. Damn. I would... I, I'm sure there's a lot of good <laughs> ones on YouTube, I'm sure, but like yeah. I would assume that like large chunks of it are, are quiet. Mm. But it's funny because in some of uh, Sam Harris's... Um, I don't know what to call them, like little essays or, or presentations. He's explaining, like he's answering questions of people who've started using the app, mm. and which is awesome that there's like this kind of live feedback thing going on. And he he says, a lot of you have uh, been telling me that I talk too much uh, during the guided meditation. <laughs> and and he's like, and he just kind of went like, well, you know, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you know, like you're, if you're disturbed by me talking, then you're not doing the practice right. You know, like, even if you're disturbed, like, just watch that dis- disruption or that disturbing yeah. feeling. Like, ju- you don't it's need good, to it's be... It's a fair point. It's, right. it's, 
it's like imperative, I think. Yeah. You know, people have a, a lot of misconceptions. Even practitioners, yeah. even long-time practitioners have misconceptions. And he's going to make you skip some steps and be like, this is what you're trying to do, like bullseye. So, for like I said, for me, just listening and mm. practicing here and there. But a lot of times, it's just mindfulness throughout the day now. You've convinced me, bro. I'm, I'm going to download that app after this podcast. Do it. Do it. You got to yeah. do it, too. So, I got back from ceremony. Yeah, I forgot. Dude, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago. You know what? We, n- we never, like, I mean, I w- obviously I want to hear about this, but yeah. I was thinking the other day, uh, because of all this meditation talk, like, uh, I never, we never really got into the last time you went to Vipassana. We did at one point. But, like, I feel, I don't remember it. Maybe I'm just, like, f- blanking on it. Yeah, we, we, we had probably a, talked about it on we the We had a whole episode on it. A like, whole episode? Like episode, like, 13 or something. <laughs> 13 <laughs> it was a way yeah it was a long time ago the second time you went i only went once i thought you went twice oh that's why you got confused no it got canceled oh it got canceled because of covid yeah the like the week before okay and then i was supposed to go again recently but it just didn't didn't align with my schedule i couldn't fi- i couldn't fit it in i'm a, i'm getting the bug again i, I would like. love to go back oh we should look they're they're popping them up all all month like yeah, well, yeah, I went back oh. on the website and there's still slots and stuff. Obviously, there's less people yeah, or less slots or whatever, but yeah, man. Dude, that'd be so beautiful. So, okay, well, back to ceremony. Dude, I don't even know what to say. Like, I've uh, I've exhausted all words to talk about ceremony, but it's just, it was such a magical experience and it made me realize that, like, the journey is so long. There's so much more to learn. <laughs> just when you think you get it, <laughs> it's like, like, nope, motherfucker, there's plenty more. I think, I like this whole um the whole idea that there's like a sequence or like a schooling or like any kind of ladder i feel like is just a big wrong thing i feel like we're just we always like we're as humans we're always open to fear and to like chaos and to negative emotions and to and to the second arrow and all these things you know like i just feel like that's always there Mm. so we can definitely get better and I think you're th- right. It's always fun to sharpen the tool and to improve and to get that last ten percent or one percent or whatever the expression is. But I feel like it's really pointless to see it that way. Like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way because I've been practicing this since this for th- so and so long. Yeah. Fucking what? What are you talking about? I think you're right. I, I think that's a trick we all fall into sometimes, is thinking that like these kind of emotions are at a lower level to where you are. Or where you want to be, and then when you achieve a certain mm. level of consciousness, it's like, oh yeah, I'm these, done with this. Like yeah. These <laughs> kind of worries and sadnesses shouldn't exist in this realm. <laughs> like, no, bitch, you're human. <laughs> you're tethered here, and you're gonna go right back into the slumps, and life is gonna test you. And it's okay. I think the school, you got to take it lightly. That that whole term of this whole idea of the spiritual journey is like a school, because you can redo those tests at any moment. Like, it's like a school where you're like. There's no grades. There's no uh, graduation. It's just like it's you, go over, should be. you go over material and then like six months later, they can throw the same material back at you. Do you remember this? And then you're like, oh. But wouldn't that be the best school ever? Like it would it be like an incredible. I mean, they call it, it's more of a teacher. Or that's like what a this is. This is what life is. Life is just that. We created our mini schools within this school of life. So, yeah. we could, so we could study. Uh, I wish school school was like that. Like mm. you have individual or close to it. You know, you have like you have focus on on you, like from the people teaching you, mm. and they're hopefully experts. 
which is uh, boring if you're teaching if you're like an astrophysicist and you're teaching like trigonometry to like a third grader or something but <laughs> but like to to teach someone at their level and to not be so worried about like the examination but really the understanding and then yeah. a few months later to be like what about this thing you learned? And be like, ah, like there's yeah. so many things I've learned and there's just the, that memorization culture or I don't know why, like just pass the test, the mm. test um, culture, I guess. And, uh, but I think those I forgot it, everything. I think those schools exist. The ones you're talking about. They're starting to, I think like, I, I don't know enough. I know some private someone schools are at better. Ceremony, someone at ceremony said she's enrolling her stu- her son into a spiritual school. I didn't go into depth with it. I would have asked a million. I would have been like, what <laughs> the fuck would. is that? <laughs> what is would. that do? Where is it? What's it called? I was just in such a vibe state. I didn't really want to talk too You're much. like, cool, man. Me too. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that stuff exists. And Don't then judge. If you heard the Rick Doblin podcast on Jerry, the recent one. Rick Doblin. The, uh, Who's Rick Doblin? The head of maps. Oh. Yeah, no, so I didn't. Oh, yeah. So he was talking about how he went to a school like that, like an art school when he was uh, younger. Yo. And it was like no exams. It was like very open. I wish I had that. <laughs> I'd be so much more confident today. Mm. Just like here, do whatever you want all day, every day. Homework that doesn't exist. Go play. You're a child. Have c- come to go go actually sleep and have fun and then recharge and then come to school and actually want to be here and learn what you want. I think there's with a your hands. I think that if you go too far in that, I don't know what will come out of well, it. It's still a school. Like yeah. there, there was this. Uh, this is one. I learned about a few years ago from a friend. Uh, she wanted to be a teacher in this this style. I think it was called adventure learning. And it was very much like, honestly, it was like, imagine like a rigorous school, like a like a, a curriculum, but you're it's like mixed with the Boy Scouts. So like you learn about survival. You learn about like, uh, like shelter building, ropes. You learn about plants and edible plants and what to, what you can do with things. And you learn about knots and yeah. you learn about this and that. But like you, you go deep into it. You learn about cooking. You learn about like your taxes. Like it's this, it's like the joke about yeah. like why do I need this information? Why don't you teach me? Meh, meh, meh. You know, like if you hopefully if you continue this type of schooling, at some point you are in a classroom and you're learning about like how to run a business or like yeah. how to do like how to do well just practical shit. That is not taught in class. That it's like, look, be. if you want to learn yeah. about math, you know, we'll give you all the basics in grade school and learn like read, write, and arithmetic. And I understand that logic, but like, as soon as you're in high school, you should just specialize. Yeah, you should just start having fun. Like, so many people I see are like 26, and they're like doctors, mm. and I'm like, wow, mm. like you are so a kid. But, like, you accomplish something, and you could totally just start fresh. You could be like, I don't like this. And now, for the rest of your life on your resume, it says PhD of, of medicine or whatever. But then you're, like, a carpenter or, like, a, whatever else you do, you're just, like, mm. that much more respected. Yeah, I mean, so much. there's a lot of factors in that. Like, that 26-year-old that's a doctor, A, it's either he extremely was passionate about that field and wanted to get there, which is, you can see that as someone who's a high-level athlete. It's the same same journey, right? It all seems like luck to me at this point. <laughs> or it could be family pressures, but, you know, like, those stories are there. And those are, those are people that are, I kind of, they're interesting to look at because they have this set goal in their mind from a young age, and they just, that's where they're heading, you know? And I'm jealous. I really honestly wish I just had, like, a clear... But I are you? Because it wasn't your interest. 
But there's so many, it's the type of person I am. So many things that I actually genuinely find interesting, I still have to kind of push myself. And it's hard to pick one and to go deep. But why do you have to pick one? I don't. I shouldn't. Mm. That's been a problem, and I'm still kind of shedding that that uh, that mm. false uh, paradigm. You know, like I really, I really shouldn't. And I think I can be like a jack of all trades and still get a lot done and be useful for mm. a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. And then maybe, maybe seeing, kind of making some Venn diagrams and seeing where all this kind of random skill can can turn into something a little more focused but the person who's like i want to be a blank Mm -hmm. and you know like i have a friend who his whole life like wanted to be a pilot Mm -hmm. and it it just it happened uh, asap you know Mm -hmm. and now he's probably making a shitload of money and he's like a good pilot you know like you you have these years and years like there's people my age they've been working for 10 years they're like almost a master and it's like fuck man i wish i had that I wish I had a thing I can just kind of relax on and be like, I can always make money with this mm. and I can be my own boss and all that like that. That is worth a lot. So I'm doing that now and I'm still like all over the place about it. Whereas <laughs> there's people who just kind of have that thing. But I mean, like back to the fucking Sam Harris thing, he keeps talking about how it's just like, like, um, like the same reason you can't get mad at someone because like we're all just kind of kids and we're all just like figuring it out. Yeah. And like you can have that space of forgiveness that like you can equally get bring that to yourself, which is like this kind of four part pr- perspective. But the the uh, the, I- the idea is that f- the good things you do as well are just kind of circumstance. And like really, because Sam Harris like hands down doesn't believe believe in free will. Yeah, I know. At you the same time, he has an app about like you doing a thing, mm. which is meditation. <laughs> so again, it's very paradoxical. But yeah. it's like I don't know. I I. In my case, maybe in everybody's case, I just feel like the more I meditate and just become present, the more life just unfolds for me in the best way possible because I'm paying attention. Mm. So I have the instinct to make better choices for myself and for the people around me because I'm just an older and wiser human being. Yeah. But the, the attention gathering allows me to do that better and more often. And yet, in doing that, I, r- I notice my thoughts just popping out of nothing and me going, I didn't do that. And even the I didn't do that is a thought that I didn't do. And I'm just like, well, mm. <laughs> I just go like, okay, fine, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what you do, you just, you, just, it's, you just see this bubble of nothing. Like they say like, a, like awakening or like arising or like consciousness arises. Like there's the way they use these terms, you kind of look like you're like you're eventually you're just staring at the mind and it's just like... Bleh. Like something just, just comes out of up. nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And then the you seeing that is a bit. <laughs> it's a bit. <laughs> it's a word now. But that's what, that's what I was trying to say about space is within all these experiences of those bubbles ups and you realizing those those bubbles of thought, that container that that is being experienced in is in essence the real you or the 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 the, the you I'm trying to illustrate here. The you is the wrong word because that's and an idea. Conta- yeah, but the perspective the c- of the, the container the is still wrong, essentially. But the, c- the container itself, that experience, is where the meditation can get you. And that is where it's all, like... It seems like the end of the hallway. Like, I don't know how to... Like, I pass that and I instantly get pushed back. Because it's like, as soon as I have any kind of perception or, or feeling or thought or whatever, it's just like I... I oh, yeah, well, you're out of it. But that's. But that's like, was I ever, ever, like, was I ever past that point? 
I'm looking into this like abyss and mm. I'm I'm like I can I can go ever deeply into experience because of this access to this abyss. So I guess like I have one foot in in some weird way. Yeah. But it's like you never have one foot out. You never you're never completely out of it because it's like it's hard to shape it. It's hard to talk about it like a 3D space, yeah. but it's like it's like you're 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 at the end of the line of of what is the thing perceiving what is conjuring reality for you so you you cut the fat down 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 until you kind of hit the, cu- the 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 cutting board mm. you know and then you're just like like okay i'm i'm a knife and a cutting board trying to cut down into further things how do you how does the knife cut itself you're just like yeah. so yeah. you're just there like putting the knife down and then going huh and then as soon as you ha it's like you grab the knife and you're like what's happening what do i do <laughs> i got to cut stuff yeah but that's where you're just over and over. <laughs> Grab the knife, put it back down. But that's why those experiences, when you have that moment, it's so brief. It's because you achieve such a high level of awareness, but it's not a sustainable level. Maybe it is. It's just practice. Like, like I said, there's definitely something there. There's like a benefit. Like you said, the, f- the space. Yeah. It's a, there's a perception of the space. You feel calmer. You feel like you don't have to hate people or yourself as yeah. much or at all for decisions and for like that's why that's why we got back into it right is because we're talking about like luck mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know like people are just we're all just kind of like riding a momentum mm. and and i mean it's not an excuse to be a dickhead like you do have at least the experience of free will and the action to to do better but uh, like perspective perception or f- like consciousness or free like the the kind of access to free will are all the same thing where you just kind of cut down 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 until you hit that wall and then you're at this like most that you can be and then you realize like i said that you always have one foot in that space like you Mm. are that space it's so confusing i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying it's so circular and paradoxical it gets tricky because it's not where the the monkey brain is allowed to go exactly and that's what we're trying to describe with our monkey brain and it's just it's not gonna work it's it comes down it's like it's like a child playing with like lego blocks and trying to design a building with with huge chunky lego blocks like <laughs> like you can't make a blueprint with that so i kind of like that analogy because it's like let's say you have more lego blocks like instead of making a small well, you can make it closer to the what you're talking about yeah like you like you zoom out yeah so that it's more pixely yeah and that's kind of what meditation feels like sometimes is like you look at something and it, it and it starts to kind of crumble whatever you think the edge of the consciousness is or the spotlight yeah. being turned in on itself you can do that in this kind of infinite donut like like it's so uh dense but like it sucks you in in a weird way at some point you just go like oh mm. and i mean i can do it right now i can do it when i'm sitting and chanting i can do it when i'm walking around but it's like do what <laughs> like realize that i'm not realizing anything what am I talking about? <laughs> Help me, Nate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fix well, it. Well, it's the whole thing that I told you right before the podcast when I was driving and then my GPS started pixelating. It's like the voice started, uh, <laughs> I don't even, just like the voice started chopping, you know. I was just driving on the highway and the voice was like, tell me, get off the accident 300 meters. And then 
I heard it again. I was like, get off the exit in 300 meters. you're on special K or something. And I'm just like, oh, am I dead? Did I get into a car accident? And this is just what I'm hearing echoing in my consciousness when they're trying to resuscitate me. That's that's what made me laugh so hard is because you always do that. You always go to the... Like, I remember one of the first conversations that we had. That's like what made me want to be your friend. Where I was like, me too. Because you were talking about like being in a public space and just being like, what if I'm like like dancing naked right now <laughs> and i don't know it like what if i'm just l- i've lost dude, it i love that you brought that up because i still think like that <laughs> everywhere <laughs> I, I go of course you do as soon as the fucking sound skips on your gps as soon as you're so like i'm having a fucking uh what's <laughs> that movie called stay I was it sti- it. dude it's so good no, i just ruined it for everybody though because that's the <laughs> that's the fucking premise but that's it anytime i'm at an event i'm like is my dick out am i like am i fucking talking to myself am i like this is everyone pretending like just ignore the crazy guy? Are you are you like constantly like <laughs> like inhibiting yourself from doing horrible things? So you're like, oh, did I did I like miss one and I'm fucking like I punching people in the face on the metro or something? It, it's like it's anytime with my dick out. It's, it's always with my dick out for it, some reason. It's anytime there's a cacophony moment where the GPS fucks up, then I go into that transit. Oh, nothing's real. I'm dying. So that meme where that guy's got the big eyes and he's just going, wake up. Wake up, <laughs> like that's yeah. that that ruins your day. Or if I go like if we're at a huge event, where that thought process would come, I'd be like if something weird happened or someone looked at me weird and just walked or something, I'd be like, I go down this rabbit hole that nothing is real, and then or maybe I'm just crazy or so, like I don't know. It's hilarious to think like that, but then I catch myself and I just laugh. You know, it's uh, like I guess it's is it funny because you realize you can always dip into that like that is that door is always open or it's just, it's just wide like open. Nothing is real. I think that's why it's funny. It's just like. That's where my mind goes, like default mode. <laughs> but like, it's extra funny because you're like, imagine you're having this existential crisis and other people are just worried about like what they're wearing and like w- their phone is dying and like all these like fucking things at this layer, this <laughs> material layer of like, I got to get to work and stuff. And you're like, am I here? Like, <laughs> is, is am I me? Does me even really exist? Is yeah. this all a dog's dream? I honestly think that happens to me at least once a day. That's deep, dude. <laughs> the other day, actually, I was having dinner with uh, Johnny mm. and uh, his girlfriend, uh, or fiance now. They, they, she was talking about how like the cat walked by the door and she was in the bathroom, and then she looked again and it and it was like the exact like this Matrix scene mm. where like it was deja this deja vu, vu. exactly. Yeah. So she got out of the, <laughs> she got out of the fucking. <laughs> I can't do it just. I'm just laughing because, like Johnny's telling the story, so he's making fun of her. You yeah. know, like he's. So she sa- he says something, and but she saw this, and she's, like, tripping now, right? So she just pokes her head on. She's like, did you say something? <laughs> but, like, like 10 minutes later. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I fucking said something. Like, you didn't hear me? Like, like you heard it, like, fucking 10 minutes ago. But uh. she tr- then she explains, like, I feel like I'm in the Matrix. The cat walked by and did the same thing, like, twice in a row. And it's like, okay, man. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe these things are just to... to Remind you to take the needle off the record for a second. With ayahuasca. Boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just such Full a miraculous circle. experience. It's really... The word that keeps coming to me, and I always say it, but it was just the healing process is so deeply deep. <laughs> you know, and it just, it just... It never ends. You think you catch something, right? Or you think you're onto something, and then, no, there's more to work on. And it's... Uh, it just reminds me. It reminds you there's a lot of work to be done. And to be honest, the last two ceremonies I went to before this one were very unpleasant physically. I think I had a migraine both ceremonies and just uh, 
the first two times ago it was really brutal just the migraine the whole experience very sick and then the second one was like uh not visual or anything it was barely an experience and then this one was just like so gentle and so nice so kind yeah and it was it was really nice to have that like a cosmic hug were you like, um, you know, we talked about it a lot in the past. Like, did you prepare better? Like, you've been eating better and you feel better physically. So it, it reflected in the... Yeah, yes and no. I think I did do a lot of prep. The no coffee, I think, was a big, big one. That acidity was just noticeably different. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it has a direct effect. Do they tell, you know, they have that they kind of no lift. Coffee. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. I, it seems like it might interact in like a direct way. I feel honestly, I've been on coffee a lot lately, and I'm just like back on that train, like f- like 100, percent mm. and uh, and I notice if it's like let's say it's the first thing I drink in the morning, like now I like I need I need water, and like sometimes I put like water with lime juice, like I squeeze a lime in it, or like I'll even eat while I drink the coffee because just coffee in the morning, especially days in a row, I just feel like. Almost, I've never really had like an acid reflux issue, it but I know it. what it feels yeah. like. You know, when you go to bed and it's burning your throat, like it's really bubbling up to the throat level. This is not that bad, but it's the same feeling. It's like the start of that. Yeah. And it's, and it's, um, why do you drink coffee every day? It's, it's a mix of things, man. Like it, it's, this is how, this is one of the things that makes me think I have ADHD. Coffee makes me like sleepy. Like it, like it jitters me if I have too much caffeine. If I go to Tim Hortons and get something that's like five times the caffeine of like a homemade cup, mm. but I just have those like a bialetti now, and I just like I put it on a in cafetière, you know, I just yeah. put that shit on the on the stove. I bought a red one oh, yeah. that's bigger than my other ones. It's new, so it doesn't taste like fucking aluminum, <laughs> and it's red like my fridge, so it matches. I love it. Could I'm so happy. The home decor. It's it honestly <laughs> makes me really happy. I just look at it and I'm like, eh. that's and how I felt when I got my AeroPress. I'm like, this is so fancy. Yeah, yeah those things th- that makes a good coffee too. Makes a great coffee. I don't know what it is about that thing, but uh, but yeah, man. I like the the lower caffeine and like getting used to it. There's like it's the same thing with weed and like most drugs, where you you have this weird entry and then you stabilize. And I think like just before or just at the stability, this like plateau, hmm. you have to kind of keep it there, which is actually really easy for some people but not for me i'm either gonna stop drinking entirely or drink like every day yeah but if i did it like three times a week it'd be perfect because like that that like that the right before the plateau yeah it still feels novel and that's a good thing for for any drug that's it but i mean if it is just to keep you kind of like it keeps me kind of i feel stable i feel like our thoughts come in a little slower and i can actually kind of think and like if i have a negative thought Instead of having like 10 negative thoughts that just come right after it without even thinking, air quotes, I, c- I just kind of go, huh, I see this thing. It's like playing like Nerf versus like Airsoft. Like I feel like I'm just getting shot at all day. <laughs> and then I drink coffee and it's like... It slows it down. Yeah. yeah, like some bullshit like a uh, laser tag instead. Well, it definitely has those benefits that it's really helpful sometimes on the, the way you process information in the nervous system. And it could stop... Does it stop cortisol? I don't know. I assume because for me, I I noticed that I, I can kind of make me anxious, and I'm not sure when or why. Hmm. It's a stimulant. I understand. There's, it's going to give me literal stress. Yeah. Like just, uh, it's going to arouse me. If you want it, like technical term, arousal. Ooh. Coffee arousal. arousal. Coffee arousal. But uh, <laughs> I don't 
I just stopped to say arousal <laughs> in a sexy way. I love me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, that's stupid. So, uh, what was I saying? It's, uh, it, I, I feel like if I, if, like I said, if I have it first thing in the morning and it fucks up my stomach, like there's things that can kind of make it like uncomfortable. Okay. But if I, I think the thing that makes the most uncomfortable for me is when I'm drinking it really consistently and suddenly it's like I, I feel, I don't know, like it's messing with my sleep quality. It's messing, yeah. it's not working as much. So I need to drink more. Well, it messes with your mood. Does that happen too? That's that's another thing mm. is that when I start drinking more, I guess that's the next step is that I, I, I start crashing. Yeah. And I don't expect that with coffee. I drink it black. I don't have any sugar in it or anything. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, st- I don't like getting to that point. It's nice when you wake up and you, you kind of wake up faster and easier. Mm. But if you're going to, if it's going to hit noon and you're like, you need a nap. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I noticed because it's been almost three months since I quit coffee. And yeah, I do miss it uh, in a sense, but I don't feel the need for it in my day. And then it made me realize. Need territory is bad territory. It made me realize though that coffee is a substance in the end of the day and it does have a, an effect on your body and mind and it might be good for certain things but it's overused you know it's definitely overused and that's what i noticed it was just i would wake up in the morning and that was the first thing i would go for before mm. anything it was just oh i need my coffee I need my coffee you know and that was actually just to reduce the withdrawal symptoms of needing coffee, you know, that, yeah, that after a point, it was nothing like the coffee was just serving in filling the need for it. Like there was no benefit to the coffee anymore. Yeah. Like I, like I, I, I was just saying, right. It, like one of the things that, that, that it's in, in the way that it's messing with me is with my sleep. Yeah. So if I'm drinking coffee to help me wake up in the morning and then in a, in a roundabout way at the end of the day, I'm having a harder time sleeping. That's really stupid Yeah. because then I'm going to wake up more tired and then need more coffee and then you're fucked. So there's that, that's part of the sweet spot, mm-hmm. I think, is that like when you're, when you're like, uh, if you're like a weekend heroin user, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like you need to have a lot of self-control and really know your body and be like, okay, I'm always playing on that edge of, of like needing it mm-hmm. the next day. I'm always, I'm at that point where I'm, I'm a regular user. It's, I can easily build a tolerance, but I'm just playing on that edge and it's an edge. It's dangerous. Yeah. You could just cross <laughs> over, but. <laughs> Depends who you are. I think some people have an easier time. Just uh, every relationship with every substance as yeah. well, from person to person. Like you just sometimes it's good to be on the edge, though. You know, it keeps keeps you in check. I think it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. You got to. <laughs> and living on the edge with coffee is is like the least is like the most <laughs> vanilla edge you can be on. <laughs> it's so yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh, you're on the edge with your coffee. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I think it, it's, it's like what's it's the worst thing happen? You just drink it every day. Like there's no deterioration in your body or mind. Honestly, like <laughs> it's not as bad as weed for me, but it's like I, I feel like. But that's why it's so socially accepted because it's so, it it's so, so is harmless. weed now. You have the same idea. It's same so thing harmless. with alcohol. I mean, and alcohol. food, but like these addictions or these, whatever you want to call them, are could be so detrimental to your life and your health and your wallet even. Yeah, normalization is weird because you could eat like you could just be make yourself diabetic. You know, like a bunch of people they just don't listen to their body. Yeah, I've I've just assumed because I did this for most of my life and I'm only kind of figuring it out now, where I'm literally eating like what I what feels right. Like like I was thinking that when you're like, wow, this is really this is literally a drug, and it's like, yeah, 
So is alcohol. So is weed. So is like rice, like food. It's stupid to say, but it's and it's not like you can totally mess it's your all day drug. up. It's all substance. Well, it's everything's affecting you. Everything's coming into the system, and and it could drastically spike your insulin yeah. and like make you like really tired uh, later on in the day, and then that could really mess with your mood. There's different types of tired. Mm. You know, like today I feel good. I had a nice, healthy breakfast, but I. I worked out sort of the day before. Like I feel, I feel tired, but like not in a shitty way. Yeah. Like I feel still attentive and lit up in a yeah. way. Whereas I could have had like a sugary breakfast, and I w- I could have been tired because I stayed up all night. And th- then it's like a totally different feeling where it's like I want more carbs, yeah. and I can't really concentrate. Like I could think now. I can like work today. I could like like I'm focused, but I'm fucking tired. I woke up early. I my legs hurt. Like it's a different. F- tired it's a totally different tired and i just really feel it more and more now that i'm as i get older things like coffee you know it's it's a it's a it's a vanilla edge like you said but it could really fuck my week up if i'm not careful yeah i can be tired by noon and then my day is ruined and if i do that every day i have half a day yeah and then i i you know like you you can try to function but it's not going to be as good and then you just you know it's interesting though when I Poor announced <laughs> when I announced I'm gonna do this no coffee, how many people reached out to me and, and were like, "You're like this is heroic." Crazy, bro. Well, they they well, know. There's a lot you of people you had to tell me that you're like really really deep into coffee. Like yeah. I didn't notice, but a lot of people were like super like, I wouldn't say envious, but like, oh my, can't believe you're doing that. I would die. But so many people were messaging me about that, and it made me wonder. I'm like, this is like. It's a weird addiction that we've deemed to be accepted and normalized. And because it's not, the harm is not a very apparent or even there. I don't know how bad it is to drink coffee every day. People live their entire lives mm. to old age with coffee. But it does have an effect on a lot of lives, man. It does. Everyone's different too, like your neurology. and, and Yeah, but for stuff. the most part, I think if you drink coffee every day, you're not going to just have some crazy condition that appears you know no like you already have to be i don't know like it's not like a direct relationship to a pathology i doubt it yeah. or it might but like it's it hasn't been showing up i think i think but like becoming dependent to it well look all i'm saying is it's just it's not as it's not a toxic substance it's very like you can it's very manageable and pretty much okay but yeah the, i think the only way it's harmful is in the fact that it's a stimulant so then you're stressing yeah. the body but it's what it does to your day-to-day life. Like you're saying, it's like you drink it to, to wake up in the morning, but then you're tired at night. It's like... Yeah, like now I have such a tolerance. Sleep well at night. I can drink coffee. It's not a big tolerance because I don't need more in the morning, so I'm playing on that edge right now. But I don't do well with these edges that we t- we're talking about. Mm. I'm, I'm more just go oops, uh, over the edge for a while, and then I just go full zero. Just turn it all, shut it all down for a while. Um, lately I've been good though I don't know why and it's like n- I can drink tonight I'll probably have coffee and I'm, I know I know the amount I don't want to drink too much but I'll be able to sleep fine yeah and it's very confusing but because there's like no but I'm like you I can drink coffee late at night and I would be tired it never coffee never gave me or maybe it did I just but that's why I'm, I think because I never felt like I was stimulated from coffee I think coffee for me was like I, what I said before was just fulfilling that withdrawal symptom of not having it. Interesting. Well, it, I mean, I feel like it's like planned obsolescence, like with light bulbs, like this idea that they want to bring. It's like crack. It's like I'm going to give you the good shit 
you know so like I, what i'm trying to say is like you if you st- if you're the type of person who starts buying coffee on the go mm. and you go to starbucks or tim hortons or something there's way more caffeine in there oh yeah so mcdonald's coffee by the way is fucking um i thought that was one of the good ones that had less no dude you know like the whole thing about the covid lab leak and the gain of function research where they were juicing up these viruses to get whatever Whatever they're doing, McDonald's, they're juicing up this coffee bean, man. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same organization. GMO coffee bean. Whatever they're doing, dude. A McDonald's coffee, and I drink coffee daily. Or when I was drinking coffee daily, and I fucking avoided McDonald's coffee because I get yoked. It's like I had six coffees in one. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's like they're it's, they're hyping it's, up that. There's nothing wrong. Maybe like you know, you can have a calm alertness and a nice, yeah. enjoyable coffee at home. But then you think <laughs> it's the same thing. It's called coffee. Yeah. But you're like, oh, I'm on the r- I'm on the go. I got to do this and that, and I didn't get a chance to make it. Oh, I'm just gonna pop into good old McDonald's, <laughs> and then you're like this all day, yeah. and then you're you're like crashing mentally, but then having a hard time sleeping, and then the next day you want another one. Here's, <laughs> yeah, here's the fucking thing: you get used to it after like three days. It just feels like a normal coffee. That's after. the yeah. That's what scares me. It's, it's just like you up the dosage, and yeah. now your body needs that dosage, and Th- that that's dosage where you is get like the headaches and that shit. dosage is like your new plateau. Yeah, no, and that's that's scary because these drugs, like those plateaus, have different effects with cannabis, with coffee, a caffeine in general, with uh, with alcohol. Like you, you build a tolerance, but there's new effects mm. at these plateaus. So you might not feel it in terms of like, oh, like you know, if you take a bunch of like a drug and you're like, oh, I took too much or something like it's obvious. But if you just go to this new tolerance and like you said, like two or three days later, you're like, this is my new normal. Yeah. But then you're, then your sleep is fucked. (laughs) You're jittery. You're, you're like anxious Anxious and aggressive. Wake up in the morning. And it could be subtle. It could be like, oh, why did I like get so mad at that guy driving today? And then that kind of ruins your day. Like even if you don't let it out Mm. at work, you're not going to like snap at your boss or something, but Mm. you just go home like worse. Like you just feel bad or something. I don't know, man. But it's that's that's why when I remove coffee, I energy is good. I feel really good. Only thing I miss is the taste. Yeah, that's part of it. That's the, the taste is beautiful. Me. But my, my buddy Kyle just has decaf. Yeah, but fuck that. He's like, I just I want the coffee without the caffeine sometimes, and I'm like, that's pretty I smart, I guess. But you know, ever since I quit coffee, I've been avoiding Coke and Diet Coke. What's the there's connection? caffeine in there? I've been avoiding anything with caffeine. I don't mm-hmm. know why. But I've been having a few times now black tea, which I noticed there's like, caffeine is insidious, man. It pulls you in because I had the black tea a few times and now I notice the same sensation that I, when I had with coffee. You're like I want that. that. Yeah. I wonder. Get that certain aged green tea. Like, you know, the different times that they mm. take the leaves has like different effects. There's one where it's like really mellow, has caffeine in it, but it has that other thing that like balances the caffeine. I forgot what it's called. I don't know what it's called. What an addictive substance. But it, it's it's very it's not harmless, so it's why it's kind of okay. But it's crazy how much it pulls you in. That and sugar, those two systems, I think, are the hardest substances. They feel different to me. I think I really have like a deep sugar need, and coffee is still just like a. It's it's interesting, but it's like an acquired taste. You know, like mm. it's something it could be very like a bitter or very strong, and. Um, that's part of the enjoyment now, but sugar has always been like overwhelmingly pleasurable. You know, like if you s- put a spoonful of Nutella in your mouth or like a, or like maple syrup, like these things are just, yeah, 
They don't they don't need convincing. You put sugar in coffee. That's how good sugar is. <laughs> You're like, fuck you, fuck this coffee. I'm gonna put sugar <laughs> in it so that it tastes good. And that sweetener does not do it for you. It's just not the same. No, I mean, my th- my my favorite sweetener is maple syrup. Actually, it's, it's funny good. that I mentioned that. Yeah, is it's the it's just the it's such a rich taste. Yeah, like coffee, but it's sweet. It's the it's like it's like, I mean you know you know what maple syrup is. Like <laughs> maple syrup tastes like. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, you put sugar in coffee. <laughs> I feel like hold on though. We keep I'm I'm like I'm tired, so I'm not noticing, but we. I feel like we haven't talked deeply about the ayahuasca ceremony. <laughs> like you brought it up and then we keep d- diverting. Yeah. Am I doing that? And you're just like, fuck, Sammy, I'm trying to get this story out. No, I mean. <laughs> or are you just, are you like, is there anything you want to talk about it or specifically not want to talk about it? Like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to process. What, what happened? Who did you see? What are the end disease? What, was, was Terrence McKenna there? Was fucking. Fucking Terrence McKenna was there. No. Was, uh, was Sam Harris there? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, Telling you how to meditate. No, uh, all I can really say was it was such a gentle experience. It was just like it was it pleasant. It was pleasant. It was all of it, but it was gentle. It was like I don't know what that means, but it was just it's just easier. It just felt easier. I feel like that's a reflection on you. Like you mm-hmm. still had a ceremony and an experience, but you just were more chill about it. Yeah, I and just things and the no coffee thing. (laughs) Things would arise and it just the level of presence that I had, I think, made it easier. Oh yeah, there was one thing that I was just breath was so powerful and potent during that experience. I was just following my breath and I I went through every type of emotion and just the breath was the only constant in those emotions, you know? Yeah. The only thing you can actually control in those emotions. It might have been influenced from the Sarah talk. Did I go to Sarah pre or post ayahuasca? No, it was post ayahuasca. Okay, so it wasn't from Sarah, but oh yeah, you were back. By yeah, then. but um, were you? I don't know. No, I might have. No, Shit. I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you you guys hear weekly, but we we had a bunch of episodes lined up pre. So yeah, so they our just our timelines all fucked up in our heads now. <laughs> No, no, I think Sarah was pre because it was Sarah was like <laughs> three weeks ago or something or four <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> the ceremony was like last weekend. God damn time! What is time? It's nothing really. So especially with a podcast like that, fucks with your concept of time so much because we have conversations that evolve so rapidly and then they're released like three weeks later, and it's like that something completely different could happen to that guest. And they're getting a snapshot of three weeks before. Yeah, and uh, it could be completely... Uh, that fucked us once pre-COVID with our guest, Ryan. You remember that? Ryan. W- w- the trainer, we were talking about his gym. And then COVID hit. Oh, yeah. yeah and then he just w- didn't want the episode to come out. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Man, a lot of this feels so far. Like, even the newer episodes feel distant. I mean, I guess they are. Now, that's kind of your point. Yeah. But, like, actually, maybe that, that might just be it. Never mind. <laughs> it's yeah. like they're literally like a month ago. And I'm, I'm just like, man, well, now it we're feels up to like date. so long ago. Now we're up to date, so. Okay, um, let's get back to that. The breath. Yeah. So Did you guys do, a, like, a breath work at no, some point? Uh, the next day. Yeah. Oh, okay. So but this just kind of happened spontaneously. And I had this, like, quote that was flying in my head. It was like, your breath is like spirit, is like the Morse code from this reality, from the spirit world to this reality, is your Morse code is your breath. And it's like the one what thing. What does that mean? I don't even know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. I mean, I guess in a way you can, like, if you're observing the breath, you'll you'll see, you can see how you feel. 
Like if you're kind of detached from how you feel, which a lot of people are often. Well, it's like the, it's the direct com- it's the direct communication with the oneness is following your breath. So it's like literally a Morse code, and then if you narrow in on that message and you get into just the breath, you get into that space. What we're talking about with Sam Harris's meditation app and where that can take you, but it's all related to your breath. Vipassana is all related to breath. Follow your natural r- breath. Come back to your breath. So the breath is life. The breath is everything. And then when you narrow away your focus on just the breath, you are experiencing everything. I've always felt like a lot of people bunch focus up and like with mindfulness and meditation. And it's like you could do, you could follow your breath. You could follow your thoughts. You could follow, hmm. you could do a mantra. You can imagine a deity. There's like this kind of, th- you always hear the same things. But there's something about listening to the breath or paying attention to the breath, like that being the anchor or the thing you always come back to af- after your thoughts kind of wander. For some reason, that is really... I think all of those dimensions I mentioned can can have extra facets and be and be and have depth. But the breath is really interesting. And and now that I guess that I'm th- thinking about it out loud, like it's uh it's a weird thing because we can control it really easily like more easily than than our thoughts maybe it's just like mo- it's motion but my hand often won't move on its own but if i'm not thinking i will breathe on my own yeah, exactly so i can s- i can get to a point where i'm looking at the breath and not affecting it it's the one and thing that takes that time yeah that's yeah and that's weird because it does its own thing regardless of your control or not it's like you're holding your breath in a weird way when you're listening without affecting it you're letting the breath go but you're like it's like you're so used to being like, I'm controlling you. So you're always like, hit, oh, hit, oh, okay, oh, just, just, just breathing. But just bre- and you're like, oh. That's the essence of Vipassana is your natural breath, the not controlled breath. You remember? It's all about following the natural uh, course of breath. And there's so much to be said in that when you feel it. It's like you can take your four-second inhales and your four-second exhales and bring your calmness and awareness to that. But that's a limited awareness. You're focusing on your control of your breath. But to get into that state where you're just naturally observing it, and that takes a lot of practice, like you said. I get, uh, in that way, yeah, it's a really big but like equanimity flex to, be, to be like, I'm not going to affect my breath. <laughs> it's like that that's why a lot of concentration. That's why you take a 10-day Vipassana, and only by day 7 or whatever, you finally get a glimpse of what they're trying to tell you to see. Yeah, it just takes practice in the end. And there's no better place than Vipassana to ha- to just go like and do hours for days on end. Dude, we should go do Vipassana, then do a podcast right after. It'll be the most silent podcast. It'll be the most boring podcast. We'll just be like, well, that was we'll nice. Fi- let's fucking make it a one-hour episode of just meditating. <laughs> or... <laughs> It'll be like an ASMR just... just we'll crank up the mics <coughs> and you just hear the breath <laughs> or we'll have like two we'll have a version of the video where it's just sped up so yeah. it's like a five minute video but we just don't move for an hour <laughs> and it's just like it's doing like that <laughs> but that there's a lot to be said if you really think about the natural breath that is life that is is set that is the essence of life so you can you can witness the essence of life without any control of the ego. That's part of the dimensions, though. You know, it's like it's tied in in such a in such a beautiful and not so subtle way. Like the the ego is 
the, this concept of our ego like is very much uh, activated and challenged simultaneously by the thought of death. And watching the breath and thinking that the breath is life, realizing that the breath is life, you, s you become very uh, keen on the fact that this thing's going to stop and you'll be dead. And that's like the, let's say, one of the obvious markers of a dead person is that they stop breathing. And sometimes the not breathing is what causes the death, which can be scary because it's like you're conscious, but you're drowning or, or for whatever reason you can't breathe. Like you're going to be witnessing, you're going to lose that anchor. You know, like sometimes, like a lot of times when we're doing a uh, different type of breath work, we're retaining the breath. And I often think about like, I'm in this space where I'm holding the breath and I'm trying to just kind of concentrate on my, on my body and what I'm supposed to be doing. But I often think like, imagine this is your last, that was your last inhale. Mm. Like you're dead now, but like you're dying. Yeah. Like you're not dead. That's, that's going to be fun. That's going to be comfortable. You're going to be dead. Yeah. You can but be you're dying. You can, be, you can be on a highway and then your GPS glitches and that's your last <laughs> breath. <laughs> yeah, and but that's there's just a fucking guardrail in your stomach and you're and you're like, "Well, I guess I'm dead now." Like that's why this meat body is like just rented and the the breath is just your connection to it. And it's all but it, it's it's really interesting that that's all intrinsic and tied to the breath. It's all surrounding the breath. We're borrowing this shit. We're borrowing each breath. Yeah, that's some Buddhist shit too, where they're like, contemplate. Imagine you can contemplate death every moment, and like every breath is almost saying the same it thing. It could be your last, so but it's just—it's always coming. Yeah. It's the same as moments. It's just always like a moment, like moments per minute, kind of just based on your attention. Yeah. So if you're paying attention to the breath, you're having this in moment, this hold moment, and this out moment. Or maybe just in and out if you're kind of breathing like naturally and animalistically, sort of. But still, it's just moment, moment, moment. There's this keen, there's this unavoidable di division. Oh, I'm breathing in now. Oh, I'm breathing out now. Like, mm. it's it's <coughs> it's rare that you just kind of let that be one process. Maybe that's its own way of looking at it as well yeah. and concentrating or observing. Wow. But uh, but yeah, like you just have this like metronome for your awareness and it's always up down up down up down yeah. always coming back always coming back so it it it's an anchor but it can remind you it can work as a, like a as a thing to help you be anchored and not just like as a just let the cops pass by <laughs> if you're listening to this in the car and you thought that there were cops behind you we're sorry i don't, e I don't even know if it picks up it might no that'll pick up yeah yeah that's loud enough yeah. i think the window's open that's why it's like a little bit louder. We have our headphones on. Like that was really loud. That's pretty loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, I love that you said Buddha the, head. the breath is the metronome for like your life because it's just hitting its fucking rhythm, going, 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 and you can like go a life for years forgetting about it and then you can just tune in and it's just the metronome still going it's still the fucking shaman just shaking the <laughs> bell you know <laughs> the cowbell for like 70 years just going and you just you can check in and check out as you will mm. all day every day you can come back you can avoid it for years you can just show up see how it's doing go back and think about that for a second just how powerful it is that you're able to check in and how quick you are to take it for granted that because you can check in and check out you can forget about it i 
honestly, lately, that's like my my goal is to not take it for granted. And there's so there's again with the app and with Sam Harris and all that stuff. There seems to be so much benefit uh, that I can't explain. It's not like my life is suddenly like 360 or 180 or whatever the expression Definitely is. Definitely not 360. No, it's you're just back where you started. It's yeah. stupid. That's why. <laughs> but like there is there's a. Um, Everything's easier. Just everything becomes easier. The th- nothing might change per se, but like when you start admitting that the metronome's always there, like you realize I'm not. It's not that I stop playing and I'm not paying attention. Sometimes I'm playing off metronome. If that, if you want to contr- continue the analogy, it's like you're having a another conversation with the universe. Mm. But there's always this kind of thing that's happening. And I mean, th- now this kind of metaphorical, I guess I'm not talking about the breath per se exactly, but like attention itself. And it's it's like you're just, you're, it's almost like you start from a point where you get to choose. So you're going to choose equanimity instead of just being in this kind of momentum ride. Yeah, that's obvious. I guess that's a big part of meditation. Yeah. But that opens up positive energy and you kind of like, resonate with an easier life because even though there's always going to be obstacles and there's always going to be like something to make you uncomfortable but if whatever you can blame it on if it's yourself or another person or circumstances or whatever like this just ends sooner Mm. and it and it's it's almost counterintuitive for me because i I want to feel like I have a grasp on something or a power and then I can implement that power whenever I want. But this is the opposite of that. It's like a, it's like a equanimity, like actually embrace and accept. You can still do stuff in the moment. That that depends on the moment of uh, do I do something, do I do nothing? Like mm. but the pause is the same. You kind of you kind of the first thing you do is always nothing. And you go to this kind of baseline and you take a second and that becomes easier and easier. So there's just this raising quality of life it's like your mindfulness goes like whoop yeah. and then and then like later there's this uh, there's this like actual transition in in like events or situations or outcomes not right away right away for your experience because you become mm. mindful but then that mindfulness is so fruitful you won't get as mad to, uh, with people you're gonna have better it relationships you're cool. gonna have more patience with yourself you're yeah. gonna have more structure in the things you do more quality and and quantity in a l- in a smaller time because you're like literally like more grounded and more focused. Mm. There's all this uh, l- later effect stuff, and that's a trap too. Is like just go back to uh, equanimity. Apparently, like yeah. always ignore the powers. Just go back to your breath, your natural just breath. Yeah, we just keep talking about meditation. Dude. We still have a bit of time. I think it's been about an hour. Let's meditate. <laughs> right now, it's gonna be so boring for the listeners. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just driving. Just Feel the breath. Yeah, unless you're driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always a disclaimer. If you can, <laughs> close your eyes. <laughs> Use your judgment here. Use your judgment. Don't close your eyes while you drive. Unless you have a Tesla. There you go. Okay, now stop using your judgment. What the hell? Where did that come I put it on his head. Oh, that's I what put it on today. the Buddha. The Jewish Buddha today. It's a weird sound. Is that a clam? What about you? What about ceremonies? Do you have a calling for it? You know, I know you mentioned it recently. I have. I'm. I'm always in. Um, there's three states of mind. There's 
I guess four technically, but the, it's like I should do this because a bunch of reasons, some of which are stupid egoic reasons, but like there's good reasons and uh, less good reasons to do it. Then and those are pretty obvious. I don't think I have to get into them. Okay. Uh, but the bad part is, or the or the I shouldn't do it is, one it's very disruptive. And it's like, I don't know if I could take days off after the ceremony to kind of really integrate. But it's like, you know, you shake the Etch-A-Sketch and then you like go back to work kind of thing. And it's that shake is like horribly uncomfortable for me. And in in that I don't want to do this, there's a there's a I don't need to do this where it's like. This is synonymous in my mind with like suffering and it's like i want to let go of the idea that i need to suffer to learn because that is true at first but i think that i i want to find a way to walk away from that and i don't know if i should yet because i feel like that is like maybe a level quote unquote that i'm not at yet and i kind of like so you're associating ceremony with the idea of suffering yes and life so now this is where there's Mm. the third thought Whereas, like, I I doubt all of that, <laughs> both sides. And I just feel like maybe, like, just do it or don't. Like, it doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Mm. And and it will be uncomfortable, but anything in life that is uncomfortable is going to teach you something. And if yeah. you, if maybe if I realize that the suffering part is more under my control and I am just going to experience pain and pleasure in life and both of those things can be interpreted as good or bad, so I can just have pain and pleasure and both of those being good for most of my life. It's just a perspective. And so so that's why there's that third and fourth perspective is like in in both do it and don't do it, I just go like I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. So like just just take the ride or don't. Like it's up to you, but like, you know, I always get sucked into this like, is it actually helping me or, or is it even maybe hurting me? I get scared. In yeah. both directions, I think, oh, I should do this. This yeah. is going to show me something. No, no, no. But then I think, like, all the psychedelics I've done in my life and how confused and fleeting the the lessons left me. Mm. And, um, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it because it's, it's... It's interesting. It's a lot. And I feel like different people have different experiences, get different things out of it. And then, I again, I bounce back, like... You know, there's benefits just from drinking it. Yeah, I think sometimes about like it being like an antiparasitic and having all these minerals in it, and like all definitely these feels healthy when you drink it. It's definitely it's like a it's like a like a shake. Like you drink <laughs> it and you go like shake. you go like that was good for me. Yeah, that w- didn't taste good. That was funky, but like your body's like, ah, let's go. <laughs> it's a strange but instinct. Wha- what does your intuition tell you? Like you're the the first sensation you have when you hear about going to ceremony? I don't know which one's first, mm. but I simultaneously, like, uh, like, let's say the first, the first two things, they are the first, mm. but one is no, okay. and the other one is yes, but because <laughs> I want to be cool. <laughs> okay. So okay. maybe I should just stay away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the calling, I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe the calling. But it's not that. It's not that. It's not like ayahuasca, like check. Yeah. No. <laughs> I did it once and I feel I'm proud I could yeah. I could check that off. You but know when you want to go. And maybe that's you just don't need it right now. 
It's, but it, it changes from moment to moment. Like it's really, yeah. I have these pools, and I don't know which one's gonna arise. Sometimes yeah. I just go like, man. Uh, sometimes it's a response to life being feeling rough or uncomfortable, yeah. and then me thinking that's gonna help somehow. And in a way, it could be well, maybe uh, you're also an escapism. Putting, maybe you're putting a lot of weight on the experience itself. That too, well, less now because I, I haven't gone back. So, sometimes when I go, it's just because I want to be surrounded by people I love, play some music, listen to some music, and just vibe. Like that's sometimes my intention is literally just that, and the and all the work that comes with it, I'll accept it and do it. But it just the environment is such a beautiful experience that I w- I want to have that in my database in my mind. That's 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 kind of new for me. Mm. You know, I think that's I should really consider that because taking I, less weight on the actual moment yeah i didn't feel like i could back then yeah. like it's been a long time it's been like uh two years or something since my first time and uh and i part of me still to this day i'm, I'm associating it easily like many of thing things like it where there's a group of people i'm associating it with like some kind of social anxiety mm. and i'm thinking i might not feel that way this time like I I don't have a lot of instances where I can see like friends or family a bit because of COVID obviously, but just because of where I live as well. Like I just, I don't have that opportunity often, but lately when I do, I feel way less stressed than I used to mm. way less. And it's not until I'm in the situation that I realize like this is way easier than it used to be. And it's a weird feeling Yeah, to have these expectations totally predicated on the past and then once you get there, it's not that. It's not that. It's it's really surprising. So I might end up at a. You know, my reasons might be muddled and 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 uh, flip floppy, but I might end up at ceremony again and then realize that like I'm really having a good time because obviously the people there are amazing. Mm. Uh, and but I, the whole time I was there last time, it was it was my guard was up and down sort of. You know, like it's hard to just really relax. You know, like first time you meet Shaheen, he's an he's an intense human <laughs> being. So I w- I was like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> and uh, everybody else, I guess, was so like heart open that I yeah. felt almost like hurt. Mm. I was like, oh, they're they're so happy. Like, <laughs> what's yeah. happening? Like, why am I not like that? Like, yeah. they're so light and so breezy that you feel like you're alone when you're with them. So you just kind of get tense because you're not alone, but you feel alone. Yeah. And it's almost like they're leaving you in the dust. Like, here we're in this moment. <laughs> enjoy and then you just start filling it with all your bullshit yeah. but they don't so all you all you, d- you don't get to mix bullshits and have like a fun time with the with the yeah. you know the bullshits are meeting in the in yeah. the instant it's hard to explain it's like but it's bullshit. like the it's the bullshit um like cafeteria like you can meet people there and just feast in that's in that kind of environment in your mind and you know but they're at like this they're in like the atrium <laughs> Yeah, it's like how you used to, you know how you used to explain to me recently, like how when people argue, like they're putting their arguments in front of them and the arguments are arguing. Yeah. And like the two people often are not really l- like listening or willing to change ideas. They just want the other person to agree with them. Yeah. That blew my mind. And th- that's kind of how I see it is like one way or the other, you're kind of presenting something. And when the other person isn't playing the game, I- everything just kind of falls on the floor and you're like, what's, what, uh, what? Yeah. Like it's it's a strange feeling, and then they're kind of like a mirror. They're just like, ooh. Oh, it's like another example would be like if all you knew was baseball, and then you go to some party, and no one ever heard of the sport, and you're trying to explain baseball to people, and it's just like, there's there's no relation. So a lot of people, when you go to like ceremony, like the, not everyone, but the heart is so open for a lot of them, that you with these like blocks and and insecurities and feelings, 
is just not really relatable. Well, not even that it's not relatable. It's just it's just you feel like the spotlight's on you. Like mm. if you already have but that mentality. But the funny part is, is that's all within your mind. Oh, for sure. But that makes it worse. <laughs> you're <laughs> like you're like they're not even presenting. They're not even letting you have that thought of that insecurity. So then you just kind of really. That's why I said you feel alone. Like they're not feeding into any of your bullshit, good or bad. Mm. So you're just like playing this game alone, and they're like just being. And it's like not to put anyone on a pedestal. Like I see that I can do that now as well. And I just have That's to kind of practice it. That's why I'm very curious about when you decide to go. I'm just, I would love to know and see what your experience would be like. Because you were in such a different place when you first went. Yeah. I, f- I have a feeling. And again, like I, I know we say it, we say it often. Uh, like not to have a plan when you go in. Because mm. you're, you're going to get surprised yeah. most of the time. But I really have this feeling you know, it's a hope as well because it's a good feeling, but it really is a feeling that it's going to be like a like a pleasant experience because the f- last time was like washing machine. Was and this know? time it's like, I feel like I'll, I might even get the washing machine, but I'm going to be like, okay, cool. And then that, whatever that, that choice or attitude that I'm more aware of now is going to make the thing just lighter. Mm. And that's going to be so nice that I, I'm not going to be like tense for the ride kind of thing yeah i'm gonna go limp yeah <laughs> dude it, that's <laughs> what it is I, that's why i think there's a curriculum to it because the mindset just knowing that and saying that is because ha- you've done it before so now you have this sense of like oh if i go through this i'll just play yeah okay fine let's go through and that's key keys that open doors deep l- further down the hallway so to yeah. speak yeah i know how i know what you mean and that can come and go that's that could retract sometimes and that's because your there lesson is no again. hallway <laughs> And every time, but every time you rake over the same yeah. lessons, you 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 solidify things. Yeah, we want to think that we just shouldn't come back or to those. We look at it leading. It's not realistic. Like yeah. Forward and backward. No, we're gonna slip. We're gonna go. It we're the, we're not perfect on on our lessons. Ayahuasca is just a fucking vo- like in the form of a stake. It just it's constantly going like this and interwoven. And you might think you're like halfway through, but it's like the tail of the snake, and you're at the beginning. You know, like there's no start to the end in this in this crazy shape it takes and yet you can see the road ahead like more and more clearly as you go Mm. if anything but also all the stuff you've been through so there's this clear beginning and and not end but way forward let's say but it does seem like you we revisit things and and the the we're always moving forward like temporally but there's so much uh, like cha-cha back and forth raking over the same things like we said yeah and it's it's the analogy is I think it's. I think yours is good. I think like an in, a weird infinite snake or a Boris thing, just like that's a spiral but also up. a circle. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it's. <laughs> you need this weird, like, super c- creature item. Like, f- I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it doesn't work with physical reality. It's that's why it's yeah. spiritual. The concept is a bit away from physical like we can't describe it properly we try to bring it back to this 3d realm into boxes and categories and labels but it just where it's you ever seen that meme where they had like it was a cartoon where they had like five people blindfolded touching an elephant in different spots 
Oh, yeah, sure. Like one was touching the leg, one was touching the ear, and then the husk, and then they all had like different interpretations of it. Yeah, they're asked like, what is an elephant? Yeah, and, and just, it's like a cartoon, so you see like the bubble text is just like, oh, it's just like this tree trunk, or it's this, it's that, it's just... Yeah, it's like you hold the trunk and it's like they yeah. think of a snake, you hold the yeah. the leg and they think it's like a tree or something, you hold so the ear and they, I, they guess... I, I don't, don't even know what the ear was. What was the ear? Like a leaf, maybe? Like a, yeah. like a big palm? Might have been like a leaf. And I feel like that's when you try to bring those realms into this conversation. It's that. And you, some people are better at illustrating them and better definitions and better words. And they can kind of give a wider glimpse. But it's so vast. And I love the elephant analogy because it's massive. You know? So that's why my general theme after ceremony now is just like such gratitude for experiencing it. Not near, not necessarily needing to understand it, or even search for the lessons that come from it, but just grateful that that experience existed, and removing the weight I've added to ayahuasca, like oh, it's ayahuasca, I'm gonna go for healing, I'm gonna go for that. Just there was a calling towards it. I decided to go, and that's it. I don't need to attach all these big lessons that I'm gonna attain from it, and big changes I'm gonna make, and you know. Like, for example, the whole diet thing, like eating super healthy towards it. You think ayahuasca gave a shit? (laughs) 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 It was nothing to do with that. It was just like, okay, we're just going to flow through you. It's a little bit easier, I guess. But enough, like, I I laughed at myself at how serious I was taking things, you know? Dude, you got your phone. uh, Phone's going off, man. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just a lot of those resistances that you were talking about, like those um, disruptions that you said it was. All self, um, self-induced almost, or s- like it's just it's just added on to the experience. All these ideas that it's going to be this or it's going to do that, it's going to change this, it's going to these are just layers you're putting on top of what, in essence, it comes back to the breath. If you can follow your breath in the ayahuasca experience, it's no different than being sober or anything. It's your your breath is mm. the constant metronome that you can watch, you know. Yeah, I guess just the world is just fucking turning and flipping, but your breath is still there. And you can just, oh shit, I I recognize that, you know? Even even in ceremony. But that's why I was saying the breath was like literally like the the Morse code from that realm to this realm. It's just like the one thing that you can, it's like an SOS. It's like the ship's crashing or going underneath, but then there's an SOS code that's saying, oh yeah, we're coming for you or something. And you can just hear it. And then that's your breath. So whatever happens in reality, you got this thing that's just constant. Whether you control it or not, it's still there. How cool is that? That you have this constant measurement that is there, whether you're aware of it or not, it's just playing. No different than a heartbeat. It's just they're both operating. Breath is weird, man. It's the fucking guide. And now I have such an honor to breath. Like, I would worship breath. <laughs> like, in my ayahuasca experience, it was literally, I had a vision of everyone was bowing to these to this thing we call breath. <laughs> and it's as I was I'm breathing, it w- the whole the whole room was like bouncing, and everyone's just like, like intoxicated, bowing to it. And it's just like, like yes, breath <laughs> up, down. It's a fucking breath orgy. It's a dance. I mean, that's a nice way of seeing it. Like you, you ever get in those flows? I mean, it's a rhetorical question. Like I know you have, but like you get into those workouts where like your breathing is really on point, mm-hmm. and you feel like you can oh. go so much connected further. I have a client who trained. And she gets so tired quick, but then I say, okay, let's do it with the breath, focus it. All of a sudden, triple the reps, triple the set, triple the time yeah, of man. doing it. It's just because, oh, fuck, I had my intention on my breath. 
it's a fucking we're so lucky to have that it's literally our true guide is our breath and it's so cliche every yoga teacher says that but it is the truth you know this thing is our guide it is the metronome the conductor of the song you know it's everything I th- it's just tough to i mean well tough i, th- I think it's the way to get that benefit that we're talking about, I mean, it's physical, like we're, we just said, but in, there's so many other benefits. And and this kind of, this, th- like, um, this philosophy as well. There's so much weighted in the breath, like intrinsically, spiritually, it's just there for you, as mm. like as soon as you pay attention to the breath. But there, there's like, um, there's all this, those, these are all byproducts. You don't consciously get to any of these. You just do the practice. And that can be, it's meditative and it's just watch the breath. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're, you're s- we're both kind of feeling that I'm going to have an easier time at, at my next ceremony. Me, because I'm, I feel more mindful and you are saying you bring like this mindfulness to, th- to the ceremonies yeah. and you get the benefits therein that are, mm. you know, s- obvious from everything we've talked about in this podcast. So, so it's, it's like, I'm, I literally have the thing I need. Mm. I literally have what I need to have a better experience now. Yeah. That's so why, sorry to cut you off, but that's why I think Vipassana should be a prerequisite for ayahuasca because it teaches you what you were talking about. And when you're aware of that, you're good. But that can be step one, is learning how to follow your breath, learning how to bring that mind into the equanimous state. And then basically being rooted, you know, feeling very okay with, just that awareness that that is there and contained, you know. You ever think about these retreats, like uh, like uh, like there's ayahuasca retreats, and it's like you're mixing vipassana with ayahuasca. Yeah. These people are taking ayahuasca like seven days straight, and they're not seeing a lot of other people. Maybe they're not talking. They're having a certain diet. Like it's very synonymous. It's very close to that experience. This kind of bubble mm. where you're trying to get the most out of it. And my first instinct used to be like, oh man, that's like double hard. You know, like yeah. you're doing Vipassana and ayahuasca. And it's like, no, actually you're, I mean, it might be more intense, like, you know, like those first few days where you're ripping away from like technology. But then and it's just momentum will take over and you're just in it, you know. But, you, but it's like the direct benefits. Yeah. It's like, it's like I, for what you're talking about for me seems like you're overwhelmed and you just have to give in. And there's a, I think there's a little bit of element of that in vipassana and ayahuasca, in the in the experiences and in, in the mm. like through the actual meat of the experiences, um, and that's part of the benefits you get from them, I think. But I feel like so much of that, so much of what surrounds something like vipassana, like the idea that you're you're secluded and you're taking these ten days to like really uh, learn this this practice and to integrate it. Like, that's, for me personally, that's an easy avenue for integration is just having a, a alone time yeah. uh, in a row. So to, to, s- to align that with ayahuasca, which we, you know, I, I, like integration is so important. Literally just having the time and space emotionally and physically, like to, to think about what you went through. I and think it's important having those moments, like that longer period. And again, just the practice, just mm-hmm. be mindful. You don't have to, you know, like take it too seriously. Like you said, you don't have to put it on a pedestal and dissect everything and come back with a life lesson. Yeah. But you just kind of get to decompress or like reshape, you know, because ayahuasca just kind of 
showed you what you really are which is nothing or you know or like yeah. everything and you yeah. you just have to kind of you have to like f click back into space into into place a little bit yeah and that's it you don't need to attach these deep um epiphanies and realizations and and make that part of the process or the experience that ayahuasca means this you know i i would do that a lot Ma but uh, like why not extend that to everything it is everything. I don't yeah. want to be like the boring meta guy. Where no, it's but like, it is. What about it does extend to everything. And then the breath, you can have your breath in a huge stressful situation. You can have your breath in a Vipassana. You can have your breath in an ayahuasca ceremony. You can get back to that. That's why I understand that whole story where the guy gave like an LSD tab to a monk. And I think he took the whole thing by accident. And then his eyes rolled back and he's like, Ugh! Wow. Uh, like there's something there or something I forgot what he said but then he was normal again it's just because it's like no different than going to ayahuasca and then going into an incredibly deep experience and then just following your breath and then you're just back and now your breath is the one constant that you can latch onto, and then you can just be as sober as day you know it's just because your awareness is so in tune in the moment yeah like there's that ground yeah no matter what's going on above it and it can feel you can get pulled really high up and feel like the ground is far away. And that's but why the falling is what's scary. Hitting that's the why ground you can is not you can fall your breath in a car crash. You can fall your breath in a plane crash. Like, like these are obviously terrible. It's examples. an extreme, but it's but just to show you that you can still find that it's still there. Your breath is still there. You can be panicking. The world is ending. I think I think it'll come in blips unless you're like a monk. You know, yeah. like I think with enough practice, you can fucking light yourself on fire and and horrible things. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously, you know, gruesome and terrifying, but it's impressive. You ever saw that video of that monk that got lit on fire in protest? That's in why I'm mentioning Vietnam. it. Yeah, like the um, talk about breath. That's some hot ass air he's breathing in. But that that's a that's a that's a level of mind of, of mindfulness and meditation that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, like pain modulation is like is like a simple task, and when you're when you're present. Yeah, like but to like a point. Like you know, ceremony's easy. Like going to ayahuasca ceremony, it's pretty easy. If someone was, if I'm sitting in meditation, like I can do it in ceremony the whole night. But if I'm sitting in meditation, someone's just holding a lighter on my f on my pinky. <laughs> I'm a fucking. <laughs> that's a hard practice, man. Even, <laughs> even less than that. Like, like okay, when I was at Vipassana, I'm sure I mentioned it on the podcast. There was a loud sound that that was like intermittent, mm. and I took it as an opportunity to to. Ha get a stronger equanimity, you know, and I'm happy that I that yeah. I what a picked challenge that, that up. Must have been. But he but here's the thing, and I, I th like a lot of things helped me realize this. But the practice is the strongest thing for sure. But it helped for me personally. I need to have the theory first, so I can. Sometimes I don't think about it until I get there. You could f you could practice in a circle in a small circle. Sometimes you get mm -hmm. into like a cul-de-sac, and I might have just been stressing myself out and observing that stress. But I I realized that like. I don't have to beat myself up when I inevitably react. Mm. So like the guy on fire, sorry to keep bringing this up because <laughs> it's horrible, but um, maybe he was having brief moments of like, ah! you know, like, <laughs> but he just, <laughs> he just had such a strong practice that it was like, it was like these little blips of like, oh, yes, I'm totally on fire, yeah. but like, I'm good, I'm but cool. But those brief moments were the bubbles of thoughts that he never grabbed onto. Because if he grabbed onto that, that oh, his fucked. body, you would just see God. him jitter. I can't imagine. But like, exactly. 
you yeah. you get to so this just, place where you're not in control of what arises and that's one thing you learn in meditation you're not in control of the thoughts that come and the thoughts that go it's when you start attaching to them that's when they're they become yours to hold on to they that's when it gets worse like that's what i was going to say like you learn to keep going back to the practice because when you start seeing the benefits of like thinking less or mm. reacting less then you 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 we're, we all do this at first for, for a long time sometimes where we go, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to do that more. And you mm -hmm. kind of like suddenly the ego comes out of the, the from under the fridge again mm -hmm. and starts grabbing on to like, oh, I'm not going to react to this. And it's like, no, you literally like that might work a little bit. But when it doesn't, you're going to go like, why couldn't I do it? I failed. I was controlling it. Like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no. You're totally falling for the trap again. Re retreat in that sense. You know, like expand whatever the whatever analogy you want, but go back to that practice, and you'll just be cultivating that skill by doing nothing, mm. because doing nothing is hard. You, if you sit down, you'll be on. If you lie down, you'll be uncomfortable. You'll have to move around, or you'll fall asleep. Like you can't. We need to do stuff to to the point where, like you know, if you want to use the breath as as a as like a metaphor and analogy and all these things, like we're like a fucking metronome. We're like a time bomb. We're just always clicking until we poof one day. Mm. We just don't explode. We just like die or whatever. But some, like some explode. That kills you too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some people are lucky. They get to explode. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Imagine your whole life, all the ups and downs, all the hopes and dreams, all the co contemplations. No, and then and then it when you die, it turns out that the you know the spirit that is you just wanted to live your life so they could explode at the end <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to experience they yeah. needed to experience getting exploded and all of your your kids your 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 all your pain all your suffering everything was just pointless it was none of it had anything to do with just the purpose of your incarnation one soul is just like i just want to explode i just want to explode man I just hey, this, this guy explodes yeah. yeah i was sammy a few days ago he's great man Have yeah, go, you want to try him out yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, gonna explode <laughs> Back into the realm, just your life is so busy, <laughs> and you're just in this loop. That's hell on earth. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't you notice. Wouldn't know. <laughs> it's just earth. That's why you know you've said it a but million that's why times. I it's not hell on earth. Yeah. It's just earth, and yeah. we can make it hell or heaven. But that's why I have these moments where, like, my car ride, and I just panicked for a split second, like, "Fuck, am I dead?" That pops in my because head we, all the yeah, time. Yeah, we're thinking too I, much, bro. But I take things. Yeah, that too. But I, <laughs> but I, I don't take things serious enough. And I think that's a good thing, you know. I can't. Could you? Could you I control can't pretend it? Can you even modulate it, it no. if, you, if you wanted to? <laughs> like in the most gruesome, like not gruesome, but in the most like serious of moments, I can think of the most fucked up shit and laugh in my mind. And I just I can't turn that off. I'm happy it exists. That is a like what's the word? Like that's a necessity. Like a that's a that's like a benchmark for my, for being friends with me. Mm. Because I, I, I can take myself too seriously sometimes. <laughs> I am never more proud of myself than when I suddenly burst into laughter <laughs> in a moment when I should be really angry, <laughs> really sad, really something like that. And I just go like, boop. Like yeah. you, um, for a second, you almost feel nuts, especially if someone's watching. Yeah. That's when it's, it can get bad. But <laughs> when it's real and you actually just let go, yeah, dude, and I see that in you, yeah. 
more than me, a lot more than me. So like I'm just like like you win, bro. <laughs> like you win at life, man. Like that is a huge. Yes, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's it's literally a bigger perspective. Well, that's what it's it feels literally like. the bigger picture. Because at the end of the day, this is all an illusion. It really is. And then you just see people, some people get so caught up in it and so serious. And I just laugh. I mean, I get caught up in it and I laugh at myself getting caught up in it. That's why, that's the proof. It's yeah. literally the bigger picture. It does not mean I don't have sympathy for myself and others. No, it, it's simultaneous. It's simultaneous. Exactly. And simultaneous. 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 I, here's another moment I laughed so during ceremony they were all singing their songs and I'm just singing and I'm, the words are so wrong that I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just laughing out loud I'm like I thought I had this I was so passionate about these lyrics and I'm just like I was like mumbling you just have nothing and I just nothing couldn't stop laughing actually saying. I'm like That's wow funny. you're so funny you thought you're being all powerful singing their song but you're just um, you're just mumbling off to them <laughs> <them. laughs> it's been a while guys I forgot the words <laughs> Or like just the chorus, they and switched up the chorus on the last verse and I'm just singing the other chorus. I'm just like, oh, fuck, it's not even the right chorus. Fuckers, why would they do that? <laughs> they trapped. They trapped you. <laughs> trapped the ego and point at it. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Fine. Just like that. It's done. <laughs> we haven't even... It's fucking done. It's done. <laughs> it's okay? done. It's done. <laughs> it's all. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs> we love you all. No, don't give him the satisfaction.